Hey everybody, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as I talk to my guests about what it means to grow their career and how they define success. This is an experiment in helping us all to understand that while we may share things in common, we also have a lot of differences when it comes to both our careers and our definitions of success. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today, my guest is Allison Long. Allison, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm excited to be able to sit down. Uh, this is one we've been trying to schedule for a while. Both of us have been super busy and having to bounce our calendars around. For folks that don't know you, Allison, what company do you work for and what's your role? I'm the paving production manager for St. Louis Paving, so Keeley Construction Group. Got it. So. Paving, what was that again? Paving production? Pa- <laughs> Paving production manager. I love yeah. it. That's a, that was hard to say. It is. <laughs> what what does that uh, look like over the course of a week uh, when it comes to what you do for the St. Louis Paving Group? So it's more operations based. I do all of the scheduling for our, our group. So that's um, our daily schedules that the crew sees so they know where they're going to be at, what they need to bring, what equipment they need for this job, what time they're starting, and what they're doing for the day. Kind of lays out everything so we're avoiding these numerous phone calls with a bunch of questions. And then later on in the week, we have our weekly schedule meeting with like internally within the office, which is when we go over kind of our projected schedule of what do we have planned for next week and the week after that, and really the rest of the year at this point, with it being late October. Um, So it's really just, I. I'm called the schedule lady because I am just in charge of all of the schedules, all of the equipment allocation, um, everything related to operations is kind of my field of work. Very cool. Sounds like a fun puzzle to try and solve. Each it week. is. I, fun, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Never dull, right? Yes, very. How many folks or crews are you scheduling for? Just to give people an idea of the size yeah. and the scope. We've got one concrete crew consisting of four people. We've got kind of a utility crew, a two-man utility crew, and then we've got two full mill and pave crews. So total, we have 22 guys that I, not not necessarily in charge of, but I figure out where they're going to be, what time they're going to be there, and what they need to bring. Love it. That's sounds like a lot of fun. When yeah. you um, when you look at your journey coming to the Keeley companies and and being the the, the schedule lady. Is that something little Allison always wanted to do or how did you come to this part of the career? Yeah, so in high school, I really liked science and biology. That was kind of my thing, but I didn't want to be like a biologist or go into the medical field by any means. I like I wanted to do something engineering related, but that science biology always kind of struck a chord with me. So up until about my sophomore year of college, I was like, I'm going to be a biomedical engineer. I'm going to... Um, help design and 3D print prosthetics to get them cheaper and more of a cost, cheaper cost alternative for um, military veterans, you know, anybody who is needing prosthetics and don't want to pay an outrageous price for that. Um, And then I got kind of into the nitty gritty of it and I didn't really like it. I didn't like the design aspect of it. A lot of it was, um, you know, sitting on a 
computer and designing it in AutoCAD or something like that. And I was like, this is not as fun as I thought it would be. Um, so I kind of steered a little bit away from that. And I didn't know there was a solid year and a half that I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And that was kind of my sophomore, junior year of college. I had no idea where I wanted to go in life. I didn't know what what even industry I wanted to be in. Um, so that's when I switched my major from a mechanical engineering student to engineering management because I did like the people side of it. So I was like, you know, it's a safe bet. You could do a lot of things with this. Um, and then that's when I landed in internship with ADB. And that's when I found out about Keeley. And I really, really loved my internship with ADB and they have very similar culture here. So it's, it's obvious that I would like them, but got my internship with ADB and that's when I was like, whoa, it's construction. That's, that's it, it's construction. Not, you know, biology science at all of it, but um, I'm still getting that engineering side as well as this people side that it's like the perfect balance that I've always liked and always been good at. Never would have thought it though. Never would have thought it. <laughs> I love that. That's so typical of many people. And we never hear that on the news or see it on, you know, TikTok or Instagram reels, right? It's always the glamorous side of, hey, I found my dream job. Yeah. Again, yeah, there's no fun sometimes. There's that unknown. Um, can you talk a little bit about that that year where you kind of felt like you were in that, that in-between, that liminal space, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Were there any things that you had done to try and do some discovery to get yourself past that point? And if so, what did that look like? Um, to be honest, no. It was, it was actually like a really, really hard point because I felt like everyone around me, you know, being that upperclassman at this point, everybody else knew exactly what they wanted to do. They've had multiple internships with the same company or in the same field. And like, I felt very far behind from everybody else. And I was like, I, I know there were many nights that I was like, I'm having a crisis. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I feel so behind. Like, and then I switched my major from mechanical to engineering management. And then that set me even farther behind because I hadn't taken those build building block classes that I needed to be, that I needed to have to be at the level that I needed to be at that junior year. So I felt very defeated, honestly. It was very hard. I started slipping in my grades. I slipped, started not going to class because I was like, what's the point? Like, I'm so far behind anyway, what's the point? And then I started dating my fiance currently and he has this crazy, crazy good work ethic. And he, I, I never tell it to his face, but he, he single-handedly brought me out of that funk and started making me a better student. And then that's when I got the internship with ADB. And then it was like, it all started to click and it was all really, really great. And so like my proudest thing that I've ever done is coming from barely, barely making a 2.0 GPA for three semesters straight to getting a 4.0 my last two semesters with being in 19 credit hours in both of them. Holy cow. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was just like once I started actually finding stuff that I liked and started feeling like I had a purpose and knew where I was going, it it didn't feel so much as a chore anymore. It was something that I enjoyed learning about and enjoyed doing. What a great story. I appreciate you sharing it. Now you do realize we're recording this, right? So your your fiance, not your boy, but your fiance <laughs> is gonna hear this one, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he already knew. Um, talk a little bit, if you would, about the internship at uh, ADB. What did that look like? And how did that kind of light that fire in you? What parts of that really got you excited? Yeah, so it's it's really funny, actually, looking back on it. Um, I worked for their wireless side, so the cell towers. And 
um, I primarily worked with the T-Mobile side. So we would get jobs for T-Mobile and they had just acquired Sprint. So they were shifting a bunch of their equipment from Sprint to T-Mobile. I mean, we were incredibly busy that summer. Um, but I worked very closely with the project coordinator there who scheduled all the crews and told them where they needed to be. And I really feel like we've just come so full circle now that you know it makes sense that I would enjoy doing what I'm doing now. But it was that like almost that firefighting like passion or um, I guess level of stress, honestly, that it was like, whoa, this is, I love this fast pace. I love these smaller jobs. Like I love having okay, what are we doing at this job and this job and this job? And we have so many of them going at the same time. It's so similar to what we're doing here that like I actually took a lot of um, techniques that she used to schedule with into what I'm doing now because they're just, they align so well. It's essentially the exact same thing. (laughs) That's actually a great lesson for everybody to realize, even though industries may be different, it's the the principles and the techniques that can be evergreen, when you look for those evergreen things, that's where really cool stuff can happen because then you're not being constrained. Oh, well, it's not wireless, right? No, no, it's actually I, the juggler and the puzzle piece. I love that part of it. And that's where you can start to expand. Um, so did the internship, um, when was that? That was last summer. So last summer, summer of okay. 22. Gotcha. And then what was it that attracted you to come over to Keeley and do that that same puzzling in the paving group? Yeah, so um, I did want to go back and work at ADB. It just wasn't, it wasn't in the stars with the way it was lining up. Um, so, you know, I went to, I had known of Keeley through ADB, obviously. Um, and I worked actually with Mary Sly last summer and Lauren <laughs> for the Peter and Paul event um, that the intern, the ADB interns put on. And so that's when I started really getting to know like about Keeley's culture a little bit. I talked with Mary for a really long time over the course of my internship. And I was like, wow, like, you know, if ADB doesn't work out, like this is really something that I should look into. And so when I started applying, very aggressively applying to a bunch of different places, um, I saw openings on Keeley's website. They went to, you know, you guys came to the networking night and the um, uh, informational session at s And I was like, you know what? I'm taking every chance here. Like, I don't want to just, you know, I already know about their culture. I already know of them. I'm ready to like put myself out there and like really talk, talk to these people. And so I applied online for a couple of places. Didn't really hear anything for a while. And then I went to the informational that you guys had at s um, listen to that. I wore my ADB shirt so that I would stick out maybe a little bit. <laughs> and um, after the informational session was over, everybody was getting up to leave. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay and I'm going to go up and I'm going to introduce myself. And after that, I walked right up to Rusty and I said, oh, hey, look, I'm wearing ADB. I was like, I was an intern there. And I started just chit chatting with him. And he's like, Brittany, get her an interview with these two. You know, he's like, just get her set up. And so that's when I started having the interviews with them. And that's how I got here. I love it. So for folks that don't know Mary and Lauren, they run uh, our Keeley Cares group, which is a nonprofit community service. Uh, Very big part of what we do from a cultural standpoint. Uh, And a lot of that is made available to all of team members, like you said, Mm -hmm. including interns. Um, ADB does that through their program. Keeley does that through our program. That's one of those things Again, if you're early in your career, look for a company that's involved in the community. It's important. Um, 
Yeah, and then it's funny you should mention that with the S&T event. So um, that was a get, kind of get to know the company. Uh, Britt is our, our director of talent acquisition. Rusty's our CEO. Um, I think I was down there. Who else was with us? Drew was down That's there. That's right, Drew. I met him for the first time. Uh, Chase Wine was down there. Um, Austin Merriman was down there. I don't know why I remember this so clearly. <laughs> um, and then I think April was down there. And it was it was a hot day. I remember that because yes. we were all dying and we couldn't get internet connection. And uh, so it was one of those things where, again, you look at the big picture. And uh, I, I do remember, it's been kind of fun watching, you know, as your career has been growing. It was that forthrightness, the ability to tie the picture together of, hey, I know you. Because I was ADB, and I know you know ADB, and that kind of approach, that aggressive approach, really fit well with our culture. And so, you know, as folks are listening to this, if you're trying to figure out, you know, how do I get my connection, uh, I think Allison said it the best, like, you put yourself out there, and you were willing to go outside of the box, and that obviously got everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're still doing that. Yeah. Right? You, you can, uh, Allison's a part of our Emerging Builders program. Uh, just last week we spent effectively a full day, but it was a half day and a networking event at night, another half day uh, with about 38 folks. How do we grow our careers? And again, putting yourself out there, volunteering for stuff like that. Is there any other advice you would give to people, whether they're just getting out of college and looking for a job or even somebody who's you know, mid-career trying to do a change, because of course you, you got your existential crisis over in school, other people do it, you know, 10, 15 years into their careers. Any advice you would have about how do you make that jump uh, to have enough of the, hey, I can do this, to actually do it? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think Rusty says it best is just grow your people pipeline. <laughs> I love to say that just like, when I started really applying and really putting myself out there to find a full-time position, um, my second to last semester, I mean, my LinkedIn profile, I spent so much time like updating that and trying to make that look great. And then um, just meeting people, going to the career fair. And if there was a booth that didn't have anybody, I'm gonna go talk to them because I don't know what they do, but they can tell me about it. And it might not lead anywhere, but it might someday lead somewhere. And, um, you know, I just think that's important to just know as many people don't stay in that little box of everybody that you know and the people that you work closely with um, because you don't know where those connections are going to lead you on later. Um, That's why I like the Emerging Builders team so much is I would have never talked to those other PEs had I not been included in this. And now it's like, you know, just this morning, Jordan's daughter texted me and she said, paving question for you. And I was able to answer it, but it's like, had we not been in that group together, I don't think that either one of us would have been comfortable enough to reach out to the other person. So that's where I think it's really important of just whether it's um, strictly a professional relationship or just putting, like just putting yourself out there really. It's just talking to other people, getting to know other people and just making those connections. Yeah, love it. Uh, with the lens of time, yeah, I, I am amazed how many people uh, that I know still from 30 years ago that I have tangential connections with that we share little pieces of information that keep you in a giant web of connections. It's great advice, Allison. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you do it, the better off you are because that network expands exponentially. So that great advice. If you're listening, hit the pause button, write that one down, <laughs> put it somewhere where you're going to remember it. Um, 
obviously with this this role, a uh, lot of new stuff to you. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about times when things have not been the way you expected them to do. Maybe it looked like a failure from the outside, but that it really taught you something that has actually accelerated your career growth. Do you have any of those like favorite failure type <laughs> moments? Um, probably when I first started as paving production manager coming from a PE, um, it was very, very sudden, like in the, in early August um, is when it was like, oh, I'm taking over this job and oh, also I'm supposed to be fully taking it over in two days. So <laughs> it was um, an exponential learning curve for me that, so I started doing that like early August and then two days later I was supposed to fully take over the, the position and then two days after that I went on vacation. So <laughs> it was incredibly stressful um, trying to figure out what this job does. Like what, what are the job duties that I have? And honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out because there's some, I can't, I, I use my favorite thing is like, I don't even know what I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be asking because I don't know all of the components that go into what needs to be done. Um, as far as my favorite failure is probably just like letting the crews down a little bit with that transition you know they didn't have the information that they needed to get the job done which puts people's moods down which you know decreases productivity um, creates tension between the field and the office and it was really really hard to try to bring balance to that when i had no idea what i was doing um and i'm also a very type a person like extremely type a i like to pre-plan my planning um um, so when i ask questions and it's like oh we'll just figure it out or we'll just play it by ear i'm like "Mm, okay so probably my favorite failure is just figuring out how to go with the flow that was so hard for me and you know even right now it's like i don't know what we're doing tomorrow we'll figure it out but Six months ago, nope, would not have flown with me. I would have had everything planned out three weeks from now, but the problem is, is, you know, I can't plan for the weather. I can't plan for the equipment breakdowns. Stuff happens that you just gotta plan around. So, um, favorite failure, just figuring out how to go with the flow and you don't have to plan everything. It's <laughs> yeah, a great, uh, I struggle with that myself. It's a great lesson to learn and uh, it continues uh, and it, it gets, I don't want to say it gets better, it gets easier. Still always a challenge though, as we look at how do we serve those people that are, are helping us on the front lines. Yeah. Um, and the ability to communicate, and I know that's one of the things you do well, you talk to them a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's truly a team. It's not, you know, like the dispatcher is sending a ticket to where they have to go. Yeah. It's, hey, let's work together. And that's when that respect really does grow. Yeah. Um, Obviously stressful job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you're in those times where you're feeling maybe it's overwhelmed or just, you know, unfocused because so much is coming at you so fast that you have to digest. Um, Any uh, habits or, or tricks that you have to get yourself re-engaged and moving forward? Um, This happens, I don't wanna say pretty often, but frequently, but that'll happen where it's just everything is going wrong. I mean, there's equipment breakdown in this job, somebody called in sick this job, and it's just like, you're just constantly fighting fires all day and you're not getting anything done. Um, 
when I'm feeling very overwhelmed and stressed about this, I walk myself to one of those call rooms over there and I just lock it and I sit there for two, three minutes in just silence, just thinking everything, trying to compose myself, and then I go back out there. Nothing's gonna change in those two minutes, but my composure changed. And that's what matters is I'm not gonna get anything done with all of this stress around me, so let's go somewhere, try to alleviate some of that stress and come back to it. I love it. Great tip. Uh, if you don't have a call room, you know, you walk outside, you go stare up at the sky, whatever it is, yeah, that perspective is so powerful. You changed, not the situation. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool yeah. that you're recognizing just that little change in perspective makes you powerful again. Yeah. So that's cool. Obviously, a lot of good stuff going on. But when you look at, for Allison, how, how do you define success? I would define my own success as just being content of where I'm at in life, but also analyzing what is my passion and my drive looking like. If I'm just sitting here right now and I say, I'm happy with everything. I don't want to change. I don't want to move up. I just want everything to say the exact way that it is. Then I'm not successful because I don't have that drive. That's that's what's that is what to me is defining my success is am I still having that passion to get more and learn more and grow more rather than looking back on where I'm at and where I came from. That is that is successful, but I don't really label myself as successful if I don't still have that drive to learn more operations things, learn how to estimate, learn how to manage people better. If I lose that, I don't really consider myself to continue to have a successful journey. Oh, I love it. Great insight too, that you've thought enough of that, that yeah. you could verbalize it very easily. Uh, last question I have, um, my, my God mode question, if we could put you in charge of all of our digital signage. Eight billion people in the world, right? And you're, you're in control of all the signs that they're gonna see. What is it that Allison Long wants everybody to know? It can be a quote, an mm -hmm. image, anything you want, you, you get to share. I would just say, put yourself before everything else. That's before the situation that you're in, put it before the hardships that you're experiencing. I think that was the biggest lesson I learned when I was going through that really hard time in college of everything just felt so, I just felt so defeated with everything that was going on, you know, and I was like probably in a depressive episode, to be honest, like I was just really, really, it was really, really rough for me. But then when I started putting myself first and remembering that like, hey, this is only temporary, let's, let's, you know, let's get out of this and started thinking of myself before that hardship and started thinking of myself before that defeated feeling and before thinking of myself before I was thinking about everybody else that was more successful around me then that's when it was like, you know what, I'm determining what I want to do, and this is what I want to do. So just put yourself first, and, uh, you know, everything else will work its way out. Great advice. I appreciate that, and I'm glad that you were able to fight through it yeah. and pick that perspective up. Um, Allison, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate the conversation today. Yeah, it was awesome.
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. I trust you had a lot of good notes that you've been able to take and maybe some actionable items that you're going to be able to put on your calendar so that you can internalize and then grow from some of the ideas that our guests are sharing. Hey, if you'd like to have somebody featured on the Under Construction Podcast, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to have conversations and share people's stories. You can reach me at jregan at keelycompanies.com. Thanks and have a great day.